Hey, I'm Kristen. And I'm Ashley. We host the podcast Locked in a Closet, where we discuss true crime, the paranormal, urban legends, and all things spooky. We love covering all sorts of stories, but we try to keep it Canadian as much as we can. You can listen anywhere you get your podcasts or follow us at Locked in a Closet Pod on Instagram. Keep on creeping on. Hey guys, welcome to episode nine of Unethical Podcast. It's a boys club. This is part two of the murder of Tess Ritchie. Welcome to Unethical Podcast. All right, guys, we're back. Welcome to part two of the murder of Tess Ritchie. Now, uh, if you didn't listen to the episode before, you got to pretty much go back, uh, listen to part one. Uh, probably better off for you, but I'll give a quick synopsis here for the people who did. Uh, so last episode, we left off when Tess went missing after being left alone by her friend at 4 a.m. with a stranger on the then dangerous gay village in Toronto. Her mom, Christine Hemerson, came to Toronto to look for four days of not hearing for, from her youngest daughter, and found her close to where she was last seen. All right. So that's where we ended off. So we ended in a really low note. <laughs> it's fine. That's great. Uh, so here it comes. So Christine and her friend found Tess at the bottom of an outdoor basement stairwell of a building under construction. She lay there in an awkward position, lifeless. Uh, her mom knew it was her right away. Mother's intuition isn't always a good thing. Uh, that intuition knew it was her, even though her curly hair partially covered her blue and bloated face after four days of decomposing in a damp and dusty stairwell. Brawn breast full of saliva and pants still surprisingly at her waist, but not surprisingly full of cum. Neck, arms and wrist, black and blue. Phone dead beside her, still wrapped in its polka dot productive case. This scumbag schlatter choked her with her scarf in a stairwell after she refused to have sex with him. Like the incel baby he is, when he didn't get his way, he had a temper tantrum. Christine said that it was all she could do to not rush to the bottom of the stairs and hold her, holding out hope that she was still alive somehow. But she showed amazing restraint and didn't even go down there at all and didn't contain, uh, contaminate the crime scene at all. Uh, they just got an ambulance there as soon as possible. So... The worst part is talk about impulse control. Wow. Yeah. No, for sure. I would have been down there. I wouldn't have waited irrational, obviously that, but I mean, that's it's wishful thinking. That's what you hope. Yeah, it's just hope. Just, I think every parent's had that thought. Too. Yeah, no, I've had it. I've definitely, I'll tell you when my wife and my kids go on a trip to Timmins or something, sometimes if I don't hear from them for a while, I think like, did they die on the highway? Like I have the worry of just that, you know, imagine <laughs> And I have the thoughts like it's I think it's part of everything. Like, what would you do anyway? It's sad. I feel like um, this is sort of a personal story. And I don't know if my family would be mad at me for sharing this, but I'm going to anyway. Um, my cousin, he was 24 and he died in his sleep from pneumonia. And um, he he ended up being found by his sister, my other cousin um, and her boyfriend when they came to check on him. And she sent her boyfriend in and unfortunately found him 
and his boyfriend both dead and wow. um crazy and like i think uh, it made me really feel for my parents because it uh, like when you're when your kids are young you're terrified obviously of anything happening to them but at the end of the day they come home to you and so you know at this time they'll be safe with you but once your kids move out man yeah. and you Five. don't there isn't that exo clock where you know they're going to be home and safe with you you like it has to be the freakiest thing ever man i moved out to jasper when i left home which is like four hours away from here and i can't imagine how hard that must have been for my parents because like like if they don't hear from me they can't even just come check on me either you know yeah they're and they have to know that they raised you well enough to go out there and be safe so when they have like uh, that's a hard thing to to know, especially with the ever changing world that we have, like the scary shit that happens every day. I, hey, man, I have a hard time now just letting my kid go for a bike ride. I can't imagine, you know. I don't even have kids, and I'm already worried about them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Aaron hasn't lived with us for three three years now, and I still, every now and then, I'll be laying in bed and I'll just be like, <gasps> I hope she's yeah. okay. Because I can't, like yeah. her and Chandler have lived out of home for, you know, three years now. And I I don't have that. Like, I don't have her coming home. And But sometimes when I know she's going out or if they go down south or whatever, Erin will always message. Like, she always lets me know that she's safe if I know she's going out somewhere um, with people that she doesn't really know or whatever. She'll always check in, even living out of home now. Um but yeah, it is. It's real. It's crazy because I no longer have any control at all over it. And just because, and just because she's safe in her house, how am I to know that someone's not going to break in? You know? No, that's, it's, and that's uh, what, what you just said there was kind of like irrational fear, like someone's in her house, but that's how parents think, man. You know, yeah. like there's a next danger. Oh yeah, we fixed that danger. What about that danger? The person <laughs> in your house. What are you going to do about the person in your house? My friends and I have a red alert word. It's it's pineapple. It takes so long to text out. <laughs> like if you Why, get a should text it just message, be like if you get a text message that says pineapple, like we know. <laughs> Can you just send the little picture? Can you just send the little emoji? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Or like if we're in a bar, you know, they're going to be like, hey, you know, it sounds good. A pineapple, you know, like say it all. Yeah. yeah. Let's get some pineapple yeah. shots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unrelated to the, the, the parent thing, but like on. <laughs> On all, except I don't have kids, right? But my wife and I, we have on our phone, it's set up. You click the lock button three times really quick and it sends like an alert to their 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 phone and it records audio for like 30 seconds, records video for 30 seconds and sends huh. their, uh, their, their link, like their uh, GPS location. GPS coordinate. Yeah. yeah. So like kids should like definitely use that. Like that might be useful and help you kind of relax a bit if you're one of those for sure and this was in yeah this happened not that long ago right like 2017 and that probably existed but i mean who the fuck thinks they're gonna get killed like no one does that's uh, man you prepare that's that's cool that you you prepared for that but like at 22 yeah so get that thing 
you know, get that red alert. That's pretty cool. It records and everything. Like you can see the fucking killer. I have a actually, crystal actually emery see... board in my in my purse. <laughs> <laughs> it's pink and white. Say, it's it was... beautiful. <laughs> oh yeah, I know exactly how I'm gonna die all the time. So anxiety at its finest. Mm. Yeah. I'm like a hundred percent sure I'm gonna die falling down the stairs to my basement. Oh my god! Like hundred percent sure because my shower is down there too. So I'm I swear I'm gonna be like climbing up the stairs in a towel one day and I'm gonna totally eat it and just die naked at the bottom of the stairs and I'm sure it's gonna happen. Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> that's that's very specific sure thing. But like <laughs> that's a sure thing. I guess I got specific. That is some like final it. destination stuff. Then. I'm gonna oh. hit my head and I'm gonna die naked at the bottom of the <laughs> stairs because I had to have a shower. Why do you think I don't shower for nine days? <laughs> <laughs> oh poor Jack! All right, let's keep going. Worst part of this whole thing is I'm gonna repeat it. Her mom found her in the area where the police said they had already searched. 40 meters away to be exact and for our american listeners that is approximately 131 feet celeste why do you have to be so mean to the americans it's like (laughs) kicking someone with a developmental disability uh i gotta do it man the same reason you make fun of that kid that pretends they're a horse in elementary school because the rest of the world is people why does america have to be a horse i'm with celeste on this the only yeah. place using the system made up by a drunk mathematician rolling dice. Like, <laughs> like that's the only way I can describe the imperial system. It's because we have fruit by the foot. We can't change it. Oh, yeah. that, that makes sense. We have footlongs and fruit by the foot. We manage. Yeah, uh, we have footlongs have... in Australia, but we still understand that. It makes everything can... sound bigger and better. How about a point three meter sub? It doesn't sound yeah. as good as a footlong. I'm sorry, but like 163 centimeters sounds a lot taller than, you know, five feet. Okay. So no, that doesn't make sense. For sure. yeah. It's a lot more centimeters than inches, boys. God. Oh, we should be using centimeters. How come I've never, <laughs> I've never used centimeters for my dick. What would that, what would two inches be in centimeters, guys? It's eight, eight centimeters. Eight. Yeah. Between eight and yeah. ten centimeters. How big are you? Eight. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I did that. So uh, their family was obviously fucking pissed at the police. Uh, her sister later said uh, in an interview, and I quote: "It was obvious from the outset that something had gone very wrong when my mom had to drive over three hundred kilometers to find her daughter in the same area she was reported missing in." So they were raising shit. No kidding. Right. Uh, just yeah. real quick. How long was it between the police searching and then her finding? It was three so days? It was three days. Three days. Three that's days, that's yeah. nuts. So they didn't look very hard. And that's the biggest issue with the whole thing is they didn't look at all. They just said, yeah, sure. She's not here. They probably drove up with the, tr- uh, the cruiser, rolled down the window and man. And they just drove past and went done off my checklist and didn't even, they didn't even think that they should report it to their supervisor and say, Hey, we went and did the thing you did. Cause they thought so little of the job, the task. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't even worth reporting that they checked it. Anyways, it's fucked. These guys are fucked. All right. Uh, On December 1st, the next day, the autopsy was done and uh, the cause of death was labeled as misadventure right off the bat. 
meaning she fell down and broke her own neck somehow uh, or choked herself out with her scarf. Yeah. Uh, It was quickly upgraded to neck compressions. I don't even think it lasted a day like that, maybe a day. Uh, after hearing the pathologist report, though, I don't even know why Misadventure was the first thing picked. It was fucking gross. It was they had ligature marks all around her neck, compressed part. Like there's I don't know. I wasn't at the coroner's office and they obviously changed it pretty quick. So maybe it was just like a wrong check box or something. But they were also pissed about that. Uh, the family when they saw that it was they, a new guy. It could be. Yeah, it could be the new guy or the temp. You know, we, we hire people <laughs> from the temp agency to come work it up. Do our <laughs> autopsies. <laughs> Jesus. Save thousands. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Maybe it's just by election. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, your so, turn this week. Yeah. Choice. <laughs> Nobody wants that position. So it's like a right in ballot. He's like, fuck, I'm the corner now. Mom He's said so it's your it. turn to look at the bodies. <laughs> yeah. yeah <exactly. laughs> uh, in an interview, Verena Ritchie said that the family was in the dark just as much as everyone else uh, during this period, waiting to find out who the killer was. Her and her family were t- even talking about getting a uh, brunette wig, curly wig, and baiting out a serial killer on Church and Wellesley because that's how much they didn't trust the police. Uh, their love was so great for Tess that they were willing to sacrifice themselves hunting a serial killer. Uh, it's insane. It's fucking crazy. But I mean desperation like imagine. my dad would 100 percent put on fake tits in a wig to try to find the person who killed me 100 percent oh, for sure but like if you thought the cops were were good you'd probably go okay i'll leave it to the experts but they were like had zero faith or to the point where they put themselves at risk which is crazy should never be like that uh so that was on december 1st we're on december 4th now Please give out a description of the man they're looking for. A suspect, I think they call these. I don't know why I wrote that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Just friggin' two eyes sticking out. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Okay, so on December 4th, the police give out a description of the suspect. Okay, and then on the same day, that's when Tess's mom comes forward to the media and says, I'm going to found the body, you fucking assholes. So she just went like, they're like, yeah, we're working on it. They're like, yeah, you weren't working on it, though. Actually, we had to find it. I fucking love it. Uh, this prompts the police to launch an investigation of the handling of this murder case. And a couple days later, Mark Saunders, it was Toronto's police chief, requests an internal review on how missing people cases are being handled in Toronto. It's uh, a little controversial to me, though, because uh, the gay village had been a scary place for years. You know, MacArthur was still out there active, killing and dismembering gay people of color in the gay village. uh, And the police weren't even acknowledging it. Men have been going missing since 2010. And the two men went missing that year alone from the same general area. Uh, And if you're not familiar, just for a fun fact about MacArthur, uh, he was a landscaper. And amongst other things, he was burying bodies of his victim in giant potted plants across the city. Not a joke. So much to that story. Not today, though. Go use the Googs. There was also another missing woman around that time in the gay village. Her name was Alora Wells. Uh, She was listed as missing for months, even though the Toronto police already had her body in the morgue as a Jane Doe since August of that year. So it was basically December by the time they uh, identified her too, but she was a sex worker. So just another sex worker. So they had the body in the morgue while they were looking for that same person. But when one semi-affluent, pretty white girl goes missing, then found dead in the gay village, the cops decide to look on how they're handling missing people in the gay village area. 
some people say that Alora Wells and Tess Ritchie sparked this new interest in missing persons. Uh, the gay village started to organize themselves around this time. Uh, they wouldn't walk anywhere alone or take Ubers anywhere by themselves. So after all this on December 8th, okay, after all this shit, uh, Chief of Police Mark Sanders has a press conference saying there's no evidence of a serial killer on the loose and missing people and murders are not connected. Uh, Tess and Alora or the other fucking however men have gone missing. They could be, but they're not. They've doubled down on it. They went back on the fucking uh, media outlets and said nothing bad is happening here. Yeah. Uh, so two days later, on December 10th, police have another press conference. So two days later and release video images of the suspect in Tess's case. So that's probably why they had the press conference saying uh, there's, they're not connected because <laughs> they already saw this video. But at the time, it looked really bad. For two days, I imagine them just yelling at them. So they must have had to release the video footage of this guy. Uh, so Tess's family would say, we're doing something. Look, you know what I mean? Can you just like find these online? These videos and stuff? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll also have a bunch of stuff linked in the show notes. So this day when the photos were released of the video, uh, this is also the same day Kalen saw the photos for the first time. And he called the police and turned himself in saying he was the guy in the photos. Mm. Now, I don't know why he would give himself in because he clearly killed her. Did he think they wouldn't find his cum? Uh, like your jizz is on her dude like what why are you calling the cops to be like I did it it's so random or it's so arrogant thinking he's a rich kid that I can get away with whatever I want um, that might be it like, that's, uh, that's accurate or he was baited if it was like oh it's a person of interest and he was like I'm interesting yeah yeah <laughs> see that it could be <laughs> person of interest <laughs> yeah for sure I Cops have their ways and they don't tell us all their training and stuff like that. There could have been a way for to get him to call. In. If you call in, you get yourself a new bike. And he's like, I could use a bike. Or I don't know. <laughs> if it's not you, you get a bike. And if it is you, you go to jail. Ooh, I could use that bike. $10,000 reward. Yeah. Hey, I know who did it. I know who done it. Yeah. Anyways. I know who did it. <laughs> Give me a mirror. I'll show you the guy. <laughs> it's like btk's dumbass like if i give you a floppy disk can you tell where it came from no not at all <laughs> yeah right yeah. fuck dude. <laughs> no no dude no way uh-uh no i don't know is this why you think he's not very smart oh there's more there's more it gets for sure there's more oh there's more <laughs> of this guy this guy we'll keep going uh so when he's at the station giving his statement, okay, Helga, which is Kalen's mom. Helga Schlatter. Schlatter, yeah, Helga Schlatter. Schlatter. It sounds it sounds like an old pirate trying to say slaughter. Schlatter. It's a scary name. <laughs> he's undoubtedly a scary woman, Helga Schlatter. Yeah. Had a cat named Helga once. Did you actually? Was he fat? Of course you did. That's yeah, all I picture. Like she was real scene. fat. And she she used to steal menthol cigarettes out of people's purses. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something a cat named Helga would do. Yeah. Kill anything. <laughs> my parents called her Hellcat. Oh, that's oh, awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> so while they're at the station giving their statement, Helga, Kaylin's mom brought him some food and drink. And of course, 
the cops do the whole trick of taking his empty water bottle from the garbage and test his DNA to later match it to the DNA found at the crime scene. But he didn't jizz in it. He didn't jizz in yeah, it. Exactly. It couldn't match. He didn't exactly. jizz in it. <laughs> <laughs> totally different. Uh, do I still get the reward? <laughs> this is the first thing you don't do. Like, Yeah, don't put your mouth on things at the police station. Just don't do it. It's a match, so I get the reward. Does he still get the bike? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, just for some reference points, the Toronto police arrest Bruce MacArthur on January 18th, 2018, right in the middle of this investigation. Where do you think the media's attention was focused after that? And then just over two months after a murder on February 4th, 2018, Schlatter was arrested near his home on the way back from watching the Super Bowl. They arrested him for second degree murder, which was upgraded to first degree murder a month and a half later. Uh, here's another boner from Mr. Kalen. So once they arrested him, they put him in a holding cell and guess what the police do next? How did he, sorry, I, I, I got to How did he come back from the Super Bowl? He was driving back from the, he wasn't at the Super Bowl. He was watching at his friend's house. And the okay. I was like, I don't understand. Is he walking back from like Florida or whatever <laughs> to Ontario? I'm confused. <laughs> No, he was watching uh, it at a friend's house. I made it sound, you're okay. correct. I made it sound like he was watching the yeah. Super Bowl at the Super Bowl. No, no, no. I'm sorry. He I'm was at a friend's confused. house. No, no, that's fine. That's a good cool. thing to clear up. People who could have been the exact same thing as you. Uh, so what do you think, Kate? He gets put in a holding cell. What do you think the cops do? Let him go. Yes, I let him out. Ask him if the Dodgers got a slam dunk. <laughs> <laughs> Tally broke me. <laughs> okay, No. <laughs> What they do is the police plant undercover cops and cells beside him. Oh. And guess what Caitlin proceeds to do? Spill his guts. <laughs> no way. He goes ahead and he tells them, he goes ahead and he tells them he slept with over 40 girls. No. He tells them he's, he tells them girls beg to have sex with him where he's from. No. He tells them he doesn't mind being naked because he's got a big dick. No. Never tell anyone you have a big dick. Immediately know you're lying. This might feel okay. This might feel okay. Thank you, Bobby, for the best <laughs> advice of all time. <laughs> Love it. Uh, he also, to these police officers, brags about his Magic the Gathering collection. That I believe. Yeah, that, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this guy sure. is just random. Like, you want to know all my fun facts? Want to see my cards? Sorry, these ones are stuck together. Give me a second. This is my mini... <laughs> Inflatable or tube man or whatever those toys Bucky are. Bucky waiting inflatable arm floating tube man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's me. I'm one of those. Oh god. Okay, so he told the courts later that he uh, he said he lied about sleeping with forty girls to hide his bisexuality. Dude, it's jail. They're oh gonna find out god. soon enough. Uh, <clears throat> he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't smart enough to or he wasn't. Uh, he was smart enough not to confess outright to these guys, but he did say after he left, she was alive and he said that maybe she killed herself. And if he's not bisexual before he goes to jail, he definitely will be when he's in there. <laughs> now he really will go by Caitlin. <laughs> Took me a second. Yeah. yeah, maybe. You think he was just like, I'm actually, he was actually just hitting on them. He's not actually bisexual. Uh, he's just hitting on the cops. He was like, this will get me out of this pickle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You can call me Caitlin. You can call me Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like. All right. This guy's still dumb. 
This guy still has more stupid shit to do. Okay. So uh, Schlatter also told his for a few months in 2018 cellmate, no name because of publication ban, who of his own admission has a long rap sheet. Uh, he told this guy that he choked Tess out with a scarf when she refused to have sex with him. She, he literally told him that. Uh, and when he was done, he jerked off on her because he was so excited. Oh. Uh, yeah, this is why they upped the charge to first degree. Uh, if cops find out there's a sexual assault component to the murder in Canada, it's automatically a first degree murder case. Canada, Canada. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's the sexual assault, man. Coming on a dead girl is a sexual assault. It's uh, don't mm-hmm. do it. Don't do any of it. Like, you don't tell me what to do. Don't, tell- don't do it. <laughs> you can kill him, but don't come on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a line that needs to. What's be even the point? <laughs> no, but he was so he was so engorged. Now listen, there's more to this. It keeps going. So engorged. No. Yeah, he loved it. You he no. couldn't handle it. He was so fucking murder horny. He had murder boner. Like he's a fucking asshole. This guy. So this former Selly also said that Kalen uh, stole some money and a chain from her. But more importantly, he said that Kalen would cry for his mummy every night. Uh, and then he robbed her afterwards for a cab ride home. That's why he did it. He had no money for a oh. cab. So he- and she paid for his ride. Honestly, Fancy. though, I always pay for their ride after disappointing sex because it makes them leave faster. <laughs> <laughs> Your Uber's outside. Get out. My, my, my best friend, my best friend once paid for a cab to get rid of this girl out of her house with five cent pieces. <laughs> That's how bad she wanted to get rid of her. She just emptied her money box into her hand and yeah, was man. like, oh, get out. Was outside. Sorry, son. Later. Sorry, Sandra. I'm telling people your secrets. <laughs> That's okay. So. Uh, there's actually no way to confirm that he took the 60 bucks really uh, because the only reason they know she even had 60 bucks was because she took out 60 bucks at the bar. But I mean, she could have just spent that on booze. If she was as wasted, if she was as wasted as they say, she definitely drunk 60 bucks worth of booze. He just now uh, he just claims that she was, they're all lying. The two police officers and the cellmate, uh, these undercover cops weren't actually allowed to record. They didn't have judicial authorization for audio tape. So the court had to rely on their statement. Uh, and we as a society have decided that we to trust cops to be telling the truth. After everything they did, we're just mm. supposed to believe that <laughs> at this point. I know. And this is why it's this is why it gets controversial, it, right? It because... does seem like a hyper specific thing to make up, though. Well, no, because he's like, yeah. And then he told me this story that exactly <laughs> represents the evidence. It was crazy. Like, we're just supposed yeah, to believe I... that. But they, he's like, oh, I slept with like 40 women. They beg to sleep with like, that's, that's a weird thing to make up. People talk like that. No, it's maybe people talk like that. I don't know. People that look like him talk like that. <laughs> Valid point, ah. honestly. <laughs> uh, not admitted into trial uh, was Schlatter's internet history, uh, which his porn collection oh, was very rape based. Uh, uh, it was so it was so bad that Ontario's two, uh, Superior Court Justice Michael Dambrot, who presided over this case, didn't allow evidence because he thought it would be too prejudicial to the jury. So his porn collection was so bad that he thought that if they just saw his porn collection, they would automatically think he's guilty and then there'd be open for a mistrial. So he said, gross. no internet. That's gross. Yeah. Uh, 
So her, her sister Farina said she watched the video in pretrial first day of pretrial. They roll up one of those fucking TVs or whatever they do. And they put on the porn that's on his phone. <gasps> uh, and she said it was, I swear to God. So they go then pretrial before anybody's there just to see what's allowed and what's not allowed. And they watch the whole thing start to end. Uh, and Farina said it was like watching what happened to her sister. It was called teen forced and then thrown away like garbage. Oh, that's so you just figured you want something like that harsh. to be admissible. No, no, I stand. No, I think that they shouldn't have. No. Yeah, because you're absolutely right. It would open it up for a mistrial. Wow. That's a, that's too. People have weird porn that means nothing. I'm sure there's a lot of people who've never yeah, done anything course. wrong to have that same video on their phone. It shouldn't have been admitted. That's a good call. I, I think the reaction we all just had is proof yeah. of why it shouldn't have been admissible, even though it's freaking disgusting and i agree i agree wholeheartedly that they should not have because yeah. just that name alone of the porn video makes you want to kill him uh for killing this you know what i mean it, it not even watching it so i get why they did it and i'm happy they did it you know they didn't need it which is which is great uh yeah. so uh this is why they probably never commit a crime <laughs> though guys because my kids will get to see my internet search history during trial uh digital archaeologists will be fucked in the future if they see what i was up to uh, and I hope that's something that my ancestors uh, won't want to see. Uh, I wonder what great grandpa Ricky looked at for porn. Frauding? <laughs> What's that? We opened up a whole world for him, didn't we? A man who does not learn from history is doomed to repeat it. And a man who does not delete his history is doomed to explain it. It's wise. All right. Here's an interesting Kalen fact. I wasn't even sure I was going to add it to the episode because I didn't know where to fit it. But here it is anyway. Schlatter, and you guys are going to not believe me, I'm telling you, Schlatter once fought off someone trying to kill someone else with a hammer. The August before the murder, okay, in August 2017, uh, legit, Schlatter saw a man in a park across the street from where he lived, repeatedly striking another man with a hammer. Wow. He ran over, chased off the guy, and held the victim's wounds until the police arrived. That man's name was Whitley Hunter. Uh, there isn't much information after this because they didn't really cover it much after this. Uh, Helga Schlatter celebrated her son on Facebook for having the courage to stop a murder in progress. Global News did a story, and Kalen is actually in the video. When I actually got close, then I saw it was a hammer. The first thing he yelled out was, I called the cops. And then I yelled out, oh, what the hell is going on here, right? His face is fuzzed out, but it has been confirmed to be him. Wow, man. Three months before, you were a fucking hero. <laughs> now you're a fucking zero i did it all right now the sad part about this is now that he fucking murdered tess he can't oh, help God. and testify against with hammer fate fuck face guy whitley hunter just another person you oh. fucked over you loser i mean he's allowed to testify but how's he going to be the one to testify against the attempted murder being accused of murder himself credibility all gone so now who knows what that case is going to look like they haven't been reporting on it i've been looking into it it's not there it's probably him. What a twist. Yeah, he probably just did it himself. Yeah. How did somebody do that? I mean, how I mean, there's like the crossover, and obviously if he's bold enough to like go stop this hammer assault, he's bold enough to kill someone, I guess. But like, how do you like save one life and take another? Maybe as a god complex. Within months, it's not even like 10 years ago. It was three months prior. It's crazy. It's nuts. May, yeah, maybe he's like mentally ill and he was like, oh no, I saved this person that was supposed to die. So now I have to Kill give that else. life to <laughs> Satan or whatever. I, I don't know. You can, you, he must have felt the, 
the adoration from everyone, you would have that thing in your neighborhood where like, this is the guy that saved everyone. Hey man, what's up? It would be a thing. You would feel that fucking trips me out. It's weird. I kind of wonder, like, I'd love to know what went on conversation wise when he propositioned her. Mm. Like, I mean, like at this point, like she had to like, say he had a small dick or something like she had to have said something yeah, really that pissed really off. like pushed his buttons i think yeah maybe she was just like uh oh you already came your pants you pussy or something like that or i don't think he came his pants because there's come on her like clearly you didn't come on in your pants dude like like the, do you remember yeah. that hiker story and he like i came across the body of this little girl and i just gone pee so there was cum on me and then i just i touched her vagina just yeah. because <laughs> i wanted to see if she was still warm but that's how my jizz got in there uh. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god that's uh People like are when nice. guys are like, guys cheat and they're like, I just, I accidentally slipped and my penis went inside her. I didn't mean for it to happen. Yeah. It's like, uh huh. This underwear, it's yours. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. No, it's, it's yours. It like, is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that naked yeah. person got I, in I... my closet. <laughs> <laughs> my God. <laughs> I'm as surprised as you are. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> By this naked woman. <laughs> Where's she going to put the change? How's she going to carry all our money? <laughs> I was going to say maybe someone took her down and it was all of a sudden like Sonic the Hedgehog. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> just got it. I just got what you meant. So when Sonic gets hit by an enemy and he all the the coins bounce out of him. Oh, yeah, the coins. <laughs> oh, it goes somewhere. wherever Sonic's rings go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Holy All right, shit. so back to the story. Uh, so the trial begins on January 13th, 2020, uh, and it's supposed to last about six weeks. Tess's family packed the court uh, room every day to show support and to intimidate Schlatter reporters, uh, supporters, Schlatter <laughs> supporters. Uh, they packed the courtroom on the day Schlatter testified in his own defense, too, because he actually went and testified in his own defense, which is something. Uh, what happens at the end of six weeks from that date in 2020, guys? COVID-19 mm-hmm. hits. Uh, near the end of trial, the trial was almost postponed but the jury decided it was too important and needed to finish. So Tess's case was the last jury trial ongoing when lockdown first happened about a year ago. Uh, Like I said, Kalen was called as a witness during his trial uh, as if his story is going to make sense. Um, I came on her in my pants and then she committed suicide because I was so terrible at coming my own pants. Uh, I just want to point out, how terrible of an idea it is to uh, go up in your own defense unless you have a solid defense that supports it. There's really no reason to go support yourself. You're just going to be asked a lot of questions. I, if you did do it, you're going to get tripped up and forget your lie. If you didn't do it, you're going to try and tell the truth and tell, they're going to try and trip you up. So there's really no fucking point. Stay off the witness stand. Uh, it's a terrible idea. Um, and what was the defense, everyone? Someone else did it, not Kaylin, the alternative killer defense. So the defense looked at all the footage and found someone else that was in uh, a lot of the footage as well. And then they claimed that he scaled a giant fence where there was no surveillance 
to kill Tess minutes after Schlatter came on her pants and left her in the stairwell. Where she just hung around for some Yeah, reason. she just stayed there and he was perfectly at the top of the fence so we could jump down. Like, I don't know how they even made it make sense. It doesn't make sense. You could have done a million other things. He should still go to prison for coming in his pants and not even walking her home after. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Asshole. Apparently he said that she said, I'm done with you now and shoot him off. So he said, okay, fine. And he left. Okay. <laughs> I'm satisfied. Yeah. That's probably what he said. I made her <laughs> orgasm and then she left like Brock Turner style. <laughs> Brock Turner and um, fucking Nick go to yeah, exactly. She totally yeah, came. She totally came. And then I came and then we left. It didn't take us both much to come. Cause I got a huge dick and slept with 40 girls. The other thing too, about that, like this guy, this supposed second person, I would have to know where the security cameras are to be out of view to instead of take the normal route that they took, climb this giant fence. I like did it, it, it doesn't make any sense. You want to hear you want to hear why they did it? You want to hear why they picked this guy? Here it comes. Some reports say the alternative witness was on the autism spectrum and he ha- had a hard time answering some questions. Uh so they picked the guy with autism, super classy guys. Uh Poor guy was only guilty of being on some surveillance tapes. I'm glad there's a public uh, publication ban on his name because I'm sure that being accused of murder is hard on someone's psyche. Uh, they, he's a victim in this too. He, he sat yeah. through the entire trial, uh, watched the whole thing. He's friends with the sisters now. He goes and visits with them. Yeah. Hey, it could happen to huh. you, man. That's Especially what I'm saying. If, it's, if it's likely that it could be you or whatever, however they turn it, right? Like you're just walking by. I haven't uh, combed through the hours upon hours of footage that there is, but I have seen the highlights and you could potentially pick anyone that was around that time to be the alternative killer. But guess who they pick the guy who might be a little bit slower than everybody else who might trip up his answers and stuff like that. Uh, It's super sleazy. I I don't know if the, the whole autism spectrum thing is true. It's just been reported a a couple times, not in everything. It's a weak argument anyway. Like what he's, some potential killer is going to follow a woman they just saw with a man. Like they, he couldn't possibly have seen her alone. And that's what I mean. Like that it's since it's such a stupid story, they get some stupid guy to agree to the stupid story. And then it becomes a true stupid story uh, versus getting an intelligent person. Who's like, I can't climb that fucking fence. What are you talking about? I'm fat. Look at me. I look like a, <laughs> Charles Manson's love child. <laughs> Looks like my mom fucked Charles Manson in the 80s. <laughs> Callan would have said he could climb the fence for sure. He would have been like, oh, fuck yeah, I could climb that thing with my huge dick. I just throw it over top and, it, and gravity <laughs> just pulls me over. I learned it loping. <laughs> Batman. Who is Batman? Uh, the whole trial, Schlatter, the whole trial, Schlatter showed no remorse. Uh, he was straight faced through the whole way, uh, the whole thing. Even through the victim impact statements, not even a facial expression. The only time uh, he was said to have had any emotions when he being cross-examined by the crown, he waved away a tear from his eye when he said the word neck compression and strangulation. He made it about him. <laughs> like He's like, I didn't do that. Never would I. Like You killed a chick, man. He was probably just thinking about baseball, trying not to come in his pants. Yeah, yeah, the whole time. <laughs> I don't know how to... Every time he comes, that's another girl. Like, <laughs> 41! 
So good news, everyone. He was found guilty on March 23rd of that year and sentenced to 25 years in prison, no parole. Uh, just so you know, that's the same as Bruce MacArthur got about a year before that. So serial killer and him got the same amount because serial killer admitted to it. Uh, Ontario Superior Court Justice Michael Dambrod, who presided over the case, and he was also the one who didn't allow the internet porn search evidence into court, said, the jury found you guilty of first degree murder without knowing what I know about you. But I know, and I will not be blind to that in this in these reasons. It's true that you are young, but your sexual appetite led you to literally take an innocent woman by the hand down the path to her death. To satisfy your lust, you took her life. You stole a large piece of fabric of uh, the very being of the members of her family and friends. And I could not fail to observe you shed no tear for their losses. So I fucking love this judge. He just hammered him at the end. He's great. He's amazing. Yeah. Uh, And he gave him the maximum he could which I love uh, and he'll never see the light of day. If he ever gets out of jail, I'd be surprised if he survives prison. Yeah, I think, yeah, mm. people be... don't like women killers in prison. Yeah. And especially little ones that call themselves bisexual. He's going to be a snack. At least. Hold the pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause of COVID after the trial, everyone w- that was allowed in court, which was a small amount. I think it was like 50. Uh, and that included like family, like everyone. I had to quarantine for 14 days. Uh, imagine how that must have been. Having to go through that after your murder mm-hmm. trial, your sister, your daughter, by yourself, isolating. So I, I feel bad in the COVID-wise. Even the, the jurors, they already went through six weeks and they have two more weeks to sit down and think about it some more. You'd probably want to get off your mind, mm-hmm. right? I, I was happy to hear, though, that they were like, no, this case is important. We need to get it done. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was nice to hear. Yeah, the last thing that family needs is any longer without closure. Yeah, yeah. and the, mm-hmm. the judge actually led it up to the jury. They said, if you guys don't want to do it, you don't have to. But if, if you do, we'll go ahead with it. So that was really cool. This judge, uh, Michael Dambrod or whatever, seemed like a real good uh, good judge. Very fair, measured. Yeah. Uh, yeah. April 2020, Schlatter appealed his decision, citing that the collection of evidence from the undercover police was against his charter rights. Oh, shut up. So police are allowed to plant <laughs> undercover, but they can only really observe and answer questions by, from the person. Schlatter claims he was basically asked specific questions by the what police. What specific questions are yeah. they asking about Magic the Gathering? How big is your wiener? How many girls have you slept with? Are you bisexual? Like, what are they asking him that led to these answers? They they asked him, do you know Tess Ritchie? And he's like, yeah, I think I had sex with that girl or whatever. And well, fuck, that night was crazy. She fucked me and then she must have committed suicide. She's dead now. I saw her or whatever. So they he's saying that they put it in his mind that he killed Tess. Anyways, it's not, it's not going to go through, but it does delay everything for everyone else. As of June 10th, 2020, Tess's family is suing all sorts of people and organizations. They're suing Schlatter. They're suing the Toronto police. They're suing uh, the bar for a total of $20 million. The two constables, Alan McCullough and Jane, uh, Michael Jones, who were supposedly looking for Richie when she was last, uh, wherever she was last located, were charged under the Police Act for neglect of duties, neglect to report to a supervisor, and neglect to canvass the neighborhood. Good. Yeah. And Good. Uh, they're not going to be starting this tribunal thing until the trial is over, until uh, the appeal has gone through. The appeal. Uh, so there's still no real updates. And, uh, I did hear some reports that they're still in active duty though, which is kind of sad. 
and if someone knows a good source for police to act tribunal results, I'd love to know because I was trying to find this shit. So somebody can text me some good way of getting through to that. I would love to know. Um, I will say uh, one thing though. Tess's mom was happy with the police once the missing persons investigation was turned over to the homicide division. She says they were very professional and diligent in finding the murder of her daughter. Uh, Detective Ted Lumanis uh, seems like he knows how to detect. And after the trial, he spoke with the reporters (laughs) and he said, Kalen is a predator. He's a murderer. And I want the jury to know again, they made the right decision and justice has been served. So this guy looked at all the evidence up and down. Uh, The mom trusts him real lots. Uh, everyone seems to respect him a lot. And if he thinks this guy's a predator and a murderer, I am going to have to lead on him. I'm not going to go ahead and believe anything Kalen has to say after that. I've got enough evidence my own. Plus, I got the guy who actually looked at it saying, like, we got the guy. I don't know. I, I believe this guy. And I don't trust cops that much. Right. Uh, I hope the mom, I hope Christine gets the money. Uh, every dime of it, actually. $20 million doesn't seem like enough. Uh, but I wanted to get it from the Toronto police. Uh, I don't think that the bar should be responsible for this. No, not at all. Like I, they, it did look like they're trying to kick her out. Uh, maybe she did have a bit too much, but I think that was pretty normal. And I think she was getting fucked up that night, uh, cruising tango or not. I think it doesn't matter where she was. She was getting fucked that night with her friend. Yeah. Well, this kills bars. It happened here in this city too. Some guy froze to death on his way home from one of the bars downtown here. And the bar got shut down. Because they were found liable for it. Because they gave him too much and didn't call him a cab or something. It was stupid. Exactly. And that's that's the yeah. sad part about having a liquor license. It's a, it's a reason, like, it's hard to run a bar, man. There's lots of rules. and it's Realist, They're working so yeah. hard. If she was not even paying for her yeah. own drinks, too. Like, if she did have cash left on her, yeah. how would they really know? Aside from how much she spent, how much she really drank. Uh, yeah, no. that's. I think that that's a cheap shot on their part. And it's yeah. uh, put it this way. It's not, and I'm not going to, I'm not shaming the family for doing it. Go for it, man. If they got the money to give it to you and, and you feel like it's responsible, do it. I just don't think I would do that. I think the police are the fuck ups in this one. Uh, the murder test did do something uh, useful though. It made the Toronto police start a missing persons unit. Good. Uh I can't believe until uh, 2018 they didn't have one before. Uh, That's insane. How long have they been around? Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Toronto's an old city in Canada. It's one of the oldest ones and no missing persons unit. It's nuts. And 5,000 people uh, a year go uh, get reported missing in Toronto each year. And most of them are found quickly. Wow. At the time of Tess's death, there were 30-ish unsolved. What I would like to talk about is what I think about the police now. Uh, after we talked about that, what do you guys think about the police? Do we change any opinions about how the police act or no? I, Oh, sorry. No, I'm done. Just no. Okay. Uh, I still hold them in really high regard. The, the, the job they have, they never get enough respect. They are the ones that have to be the first on the scene of an accident. They have to be the ones that have to call and tell someone that they just lost someone they love. You see the, the, (laughs) you got people spitting on them all the time fighting. Like they're just trying to get them out. You don't have to go to the drunk tank. Like, come on. And all the guys that also want to do it because they want to help people. And then you have a couple guys that are like, well, it was this or it was go work at Tim Hortons. Right. And so they like, they work and get a badge. And then, and then this kind of stuff happens where they don't care about people. They don't care about, this doesn't matter what the person comes from. It's a human. You have to treat everyone the same. Right. And then you have mm-hmm. the, 
this instance where they didn't look like they should have that makes all of them look bad which i don't think is fair but it was really nice to hear that those specific officers did get charged with things and and at the same time like it it might seem harsh but it's it's a job right and they they screwed up does that mean we Mm -hmm. fire them and take food off you know like money take food off the table for their family they got disciplined for it i'm sure because of that they'll never move up right okay Uh, on just on what you said just on what you said uh Knowing that they had a serial killer killing people of color that were gay in that area, is that just the two people anymore? Or is that the whole system that there's a problem with? Where who gives a fuck about the hooker? Who gives a fuck about the gay guy? Who gives a fuck about the Afghani immigrant? That doesn't come from one person. It's a boys club. It's a boys club. And um, like just because one cop didn't, shoot somebody and kill an unarmed black man say doesn't mean that the rest of his boys aren't covering for sure you know helping helping covering his ass and that's that's the major problem that uh oh and if you try if you try to say anything you're fired so yeah the system is broken right is what it is yes yeah absolutely no it's not broken it was built this way yeah it's, it's not a good system it was built to oppress it's it's uh and i'm gonna go yes tally it was built that way but like uh things wear over time and ship breaks it wasn't broken before but it's broken now and everyone doesn't want to admit that it's broken it's like your favorite pair of shoes when you get a hole in them you're like i'm not getting new shoes fuck it i love these shoes but you need new shoes and we all need new shoes we just have people wearing those fucking shoes still and we need to get them off those goddamn feet and get some new nikes on those fuckers (laughs) (laughs) it's i think it's the same in any job no matter what job you work in there is always going to be a section of that group that is going to make it worse for the others and i absolutely don't believe all police officers are the same but unfortunately there are a group of them that make it make it terrible for everyone else it's the same in my job in nursing there are some fucking terrible nurses out there. And we all know this, like we all know the stories of nurses that kill their patients. And just because that happens doesn't mean I do the same thing, <laughs> you know? The system in that regard is also broken to a degree because people are allowed to do it and then get fired with a good reference and then they go to the next thing. Yeah. So that's not the like, yes, there are people, right, that are bad, but I mean I also think like I think Telly's right as well. There is a there is definitely a boys' club happening that they protect their own and they all they all cover each other's ass. And like what are we supposed to do about that? How are we as civilians on the outside looking in supposed to make any changes in that situation? Like we we have no control over how the guns and uniforms. Yeah, exactly. We we can't get past that. If, if they want to keep it all hidden and take care of their own, then little people like us, we've got, we can't do a damn thing about it. You need a, a cultural shift where instead of like, obviously cover, cover your own, back up your own for like the small things, like some guy or a parking ticket, you shouldn't have, whatever, like, like little things like that, but big things that matter. Um, yeah. 
shooting an unarmed person, for example, like with there, there are circumstances where things happen. We're civilians. We don't know all the protocols, but for the majority of the, t- the cases, when the thing shouldn't have happened, the other officers should be saying, Hey, that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it all depends on that person. And this is where the person comes in is what their line of what's okay to fucking sweep under the rug is like my line and your lines mm-hmm. completely different. My lines like, yeah. uh, who cares? You have drugs, go home. But somebody else might be like, uh, cocaine is bad. And like, I, I don't do cocaine at all. I don't, uh, do any type of drugs, but I also think drugs should be legal. So me being a cop would be like, take it away. I don't give a fuck. What do I care? Just don't hurt someone after don't get home safe or, you know, yeah. The cultural shift will come once the boomers die off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when the boomers die off, because the fact is once they die off and we've got younger people moving into those positions of power, what's going to happen is there's going to be a completely revamped application process, which is going to target those Um, personality traits that make you a shitty cop there's going to be an entirely new disciplinarian system because the younger generation is far more accountable than the older generation is and the problem the biggest problem that I can see with everything that's happening with the police is that what it used to be is being a cop was um, like a rite of passage in families it was, I'm a cop, and my old man was a cop, and my his old man was a cop, and it's this family of cops. Well, now you've got this new generation of cops who are, you know, coming in for honorable reasons or whatever, and they're going to say, well, you know what? My dad was a cop, and he got treated like shit every single goddamn day when he went to work, and people didn't didn't support him they didn't appreciate him all they did was bitch about how other cops were doing this bad shit and then they're gonna grow up not to be cops and we're gonna eventually make it it's gonna be harder and harder for people to who are in it for the right reasons to want to be a cop and so once that generation shift happens and the boomers fuck off then everything's just gonna have to improve Right. Well, in America, um, if you if you have an IQ above a certain level, you won't even be considered for the police academy because you could be a person to question what you're being told to do. Uh, I think on the day to day now, like myself personally with the police, I think on the day to day, police are just trying to do their best. Um, Mm -hmm. And and I think that policing is super important to society. We can't just get rid of police. It's the one thing keeping the psychos away. Like the psychos we have know there's police and they still do it. Imagine the ones that knew there wasn't police. So we need cops. It's not a, like, it's not a question. And I think they do mostly a good job, but I think that the police themselves, even the good ones need to start uh, looking towards change in their own area and pushing forth themselves because us as an outside I can pressure them as much as possible but as long as they keep protecting themselves we're all going to be uh stuck where we are now which isn't great at all where people are getting killed on the streets and no one cares until a white girl does it's we need to change that with the cops need to help us and they need to we can't all be fighting the police all the time they're not going to want to help us uh, so if all of us want change, we should all accept the fact that cops are having a hard job and like get them to work with us and point out when the cops are doing that kind of stuff and giving recognition because 
Uh, I think there are a lot of people doing it and they right now all they feel is the the hate for police, which I have. I've told you why I have. Uh, but I also understand that it's necessary and most people are just doing their best, man. You know, my dad's a hardened criminal and hates police because he's had so many run-ins with them. And it's just like, dude, it's, you're, you're, you're why you have a problem with them. Like yeah. not in your case, obviously, <laughs> but a lot of people, like, I think if you are like a firm believer in a cab, you should be put on a list. And if anything happens, you can't call the police because totally the, agree. you want nothing to do with them. You think they're garbage and trash. Mm-hmm. sucks to be you when someone breaks into your house with a gun deal with it yourself what's a cab they have all cop all cops are bastards that's like the no i don't believe that i agree or hashtag or whatever right and that's that's what's fueling the hate with everything right yeah so richard then if you were in a situation where you needed help yeah. would you hesitate to call the police probably <laughs> just because i don't I, it wouldn't be my first choice now. I do what I could first now. And then after that, I, if I can't complete my task, like I'm not going to wait for the cops to help me. It's just, and, and not because I know where I live too. There's two, you got to remember, police are under also a lot of financial restraint, especially around here. It's OPP only, which is basically our provincial police. It's not our town city police that we don't have any city police. And there's two cruisers between a 200 kilometer uh massive area around here so uh cops are already under a lot of pressure around here just to keep the drug use and all that shit down never mind a home invade they're not going to be here they really wouldn't even if i did call them and it's just a sad fact of where i live i'd have to defend myself and this in our town here it's uh 3500 now something like that and you got eight cops yeah no, we don't have a cop budget. I live in a I live in a suburb of so Perth is our capital and I live in a suburb. We have about ninety thousand people in the suburb that I live in. I have eight police stations that I could easily get to with un, in, in under twenty minutes. And each police station has it has like between sixty and hundred cops. And we have we have a police station in Armidale where I live. For our 90,000 people, there's about 100 cops there. It's the fact that you've got eight cops. I'm just I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I could literally go down the shop right now and see eight cops. Me too. So <laughs> it just, it's... We have first name basis with them all here. It's Yeah, that's just, that is, I know. That's weird. Yeah. We've got a surplus too here. My brother, this is kind of a funny story. You guys might like this. My older brother, um, he took some that was like laced with some shit when uh he was in high school and it was summer vacation and we were alone and i'm younger than him right and so he's like all fucked up on drugs and he's like am i dead and i was like no calm down and so then he got up and started slapping me across the face and so i was like okay i gotta go like (laughs) fuck you man so i took all of like our pets in my parents house and i locked them away in the basement so that he couldn't like fuck with them and then i left (laughs) And then I walked home like tw- 30 minutes later or so and I'm walking up and there's like four cops oh. at the front door <laughs> and then they're like excuse me miss do you know who lives here and I'm like worst like worst moment of my fucking life you guys I'm like I, I live here <laughs> I live here and uh, they're like do you have a key and I'm like no like <laughs> and there were literally 
eight cop cars on the street in front of my house. And they were there because the neighbors had called the cops because my brother had gotten completely naked (gasps) and tried to cool down in the snow. And so he was just wandering around the neighborhood completely naked (laughs) and eight police cars showed up. Okay. And my brother's in the house doing God knows what they managed to get him to open the door. And so they stick the baton in the door to try to stop from being closed. And my brother pulls the baton (gasps) in to the house with him. (laughs) And he's still completely naked at this point. Okay. And so then all of a sudden, a little, a few minutes later, the door opens again and my brother is chucking frozen pierogies at these police officers. (laughs) Still completely naked, chucking frozen pierogies at these police officers. And then he slams the door again and all the cops are like, flying pierogies, get down. Like, (laughs) they didn't like bum rush him or anything. (laughs) See, and that's, that's why cops are awesome too. Oh, I love that. So I finally managed to get my dad on the phone. Okay. And my dad shows up and he's like, embarrassed as shit, man. <laughs> There's like my, my next door neighbor is pregnant oh. and she's like freaking out. And um, so, so he, he lets them into the house and it like this rush of like nine police officers all rush into the house and restrain my naked brother. <laughs> okay. And my brother is screaming. He's like, it takes 10 of you to take me down. What am I, a fucking gorilla? And he's totally <laughs> naked. He's like, just like fucked up. There's like, what? Everything from the freezer is all over the house. He like snapped a bunch of CDs. It's chaos. There's a bottle of bleach spilled all over the floor. <gasps> oh my God. It was insanity. And so they take him, they fucking haul him away. Then my mom shows up a little while later and like everyone's embarrassed and we have to go apologize to the pregnant neighbor. Oh, wow. <laughs> awesome. And I guess one of the things that he was doing was he was sprawling himself out on the hoods of cars because they were covered in snow. (laughs) And so there's like, just like, just naked body imprint in the front of all these vehicles on the street. And oh, cock and balls and everything. Anyway, so moral of the story surplus of police officers and like, you know, I can't help but like those guys. Like, come on, that's the shit they have to deal with. He took their baton and threw pierogies at them. Check out our website for links to subscribe on your favorite podcast apps. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Unethical Podcast and become a patron on Patreon for early access to episodes at the $5 level and unedited videos of episode recordings at the $10 level. We don't have Twitter. Twitter is stupid. (laughs) And if you like this episode, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, If you hated this episode, also rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and just write a really mean review. I'm really excited for these. Shimmy, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah. Baby, I got your money. Hey, dirty.